joy to the world, God sent his son. And when Jesus showed up 2,000 years ago, nothing has ever been the same. I'm going to invite you to be seated this morning as we look briefly at a passage of scripture talking about the Christmas story. And what we know is this, is that when God shows up, everything changes. Shelley and I have seen that in our lives, in our home, in the lives of our kids. We've seen that in the lives of countless others. Maybe you've experienced that in your life. As you look throughout scripture, you see it there as well. You see in the first New Testament book, the book of Matthew, that God shows up in the life of Joseph, and Joseph's life is never the same. I want to take a look at Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18. Here's what it says. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way, when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, means engaged. Before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit, And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. So what's happening here is engagement in first century Judaism looks different than our engagement today. We can see that because we see Joseph is already referred to as Mary's husband. And the only way out of this engagement is by way of divorce. So it's a contractual agreement between a man and a woman. And one of the ways to get out was through sexual infidelity. And that's what Joseph thinks is going on here. But then God shows up and he gives Joseph some different direction. In verse 20 it says, But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. You know, God desires to change everything in our lives by speaking to us. God changes things by speaking to us personally. We see for Joseph that he was looking to divorce his wife Mary, or that which he was engaged to marry. But then God shows up and speaks to Joseph. The angel says, don't fear, Joseph, for this child is from God. I don't know about you, but I I haven't had an angel show up to speak to me. But God still speaks today. God speaks through prayer. You know, so often we think prayer is our opportunity to petition God for things that we want, things that we need. But it really is a conversation with God. And as we pray, we should take time to listen so that God can speak into our lives. God speaks through prayer. But God also speaks through his church. You know, oftentimes as I'm in conversation with somebody at church, somebody that attends the church, God will, in a moment, have a quickening in my spirit where they say something and I know it didn't just come from them. That's God speaking through them. We had a men's breakfast yesterday, and as Leon shared about where men's breakfast came from, it came out of a Friday morning men's prayer time. God really spoke to my heart about that is what I'm doing here. I want to prepare the church for what is to come, and I believe that's what was happening there. So God speaks through his church. But you know what? God really speaks through his word. It's always surprising to me when somebody says, if God would just speak to me in an audible voice, I would listen. Start reading this book. He's going to speak to you through this book because God's word is alive and active and it speaks to you today. Last week we got into the gospel of Luke. We started into Luke. And I love Luke because over half the words are Jesus speaking. 
There are some Bibles that are written as red-letter versions because they highlight the words of Jesus. Because whenever Jesus speaks, that's God speaking. We should pay attention to those words. God speaks through his word. So the question is, are you putting yourself in a place where God can speak to you? In prayer? In the church? Or by reading his word? This is how he wants to speak to you today. And God changes everything by speaking to us, but he changes everything as he gives us direction. So the angel shows up in Joseph's dream, and he tells Joseph what to do. Take Mary to be your wife and name the baby Jesus. The name Jesus, it came from the Old Testament name of Joshua, which means to rescue or to deliver. Jesus came as a rescuer, as a deliverer. The angel said that he's Emmanuel, God with us. We know that God sent Jesus to save us. And part of God's plan was to include Joseph and to say, you need to take Mary as your wife and to name this baby Jesus. When God speaks, he gives us direction. So we need to be in a place where we can hear from God. And then we, as we hear his direction, we need to respond to that because God changes everything as he speaks to us and as he gives us direction, but he changes things as we then follow that direction. Joseph wakes up from his dream and he does exactly what God gave him direction to do. He takes Mary as his wife. He names the baby Jesus. And the course of human history has never been the same. God changes things when he shows up. So the question is, are you listening? And when God gives direction, are you willing to follow the direction that he gives? Joseph wanted to divorce Mary. He wanted to run away from the situation. But God shows up and changes the life of Joseph changes the life of Mary, and because of the birth of Jesus, he changes everyone's life that's sitting here in this room. And that's what God desires to do in us. He wants to use us so that we can be used by him to change the world. That's exactly what he did for Joseph. He desires to speak into your life. He desires to give you direction, and he desires for you to follow in obedience to whatever he shares, whatever he directs you to do. Jeff and Beth Nagel longtime members of our church family, um, they've seen God show up in lots of ways. God has spoken, they have followed his direction, and he's done some great things in their life. So let's take a look at how God has spoke to them early on in their marriage and how it changed the course of their life. I'm Jeff Nagel, and this is my wife, Beth. We've been coming to Connection Point Church for 19 years and been married for 29 years. And uh, we have three children, and we have um, seen God move and be with us in many aspects of our life. But one of the things that, uh, or time periods, I think, that was really pivotal in our marriage and in our relationship, I was working for a company in Indianapolis, and I got approached from another company to interview for a job in Michigan. And I, I approached Beth about the consideration, and she, uh, she gave me a great reaction to it. <laughs> So I told Jeff, absolutely not. We had just purchased our first home only four months earlier, and I loved our little house. I was having fun decorating it. We lived only an hour from my parents, an hour and a half from his, um, so we were close to family. We were deeply involved in our church in Indianapolis and um, involved in the young couples ministry. We would play games till three o'clock in the morning with these people. We were very good friends. We both had great jobs. And I told him, I'll pray about it, but I am not gonna have a peace about this. 
and um, I've learned since that time that you can't tell God how things are going to go, and he did give me a piece, and so we decided to go ahead and have Jeff interview and see where it led us. So I interviewed, and it was actually an interview on the East Coast, and as I come to learn a little bit more, the job was in Michigan, but all roads went to the East Coast eventually, and so... We were Indiana kids, always grew up in Indiana, so that was a big step. And I think God was really teaching us that he's with us and he'll direct our path. So we interviewed, I got an offer, and we prayed about it. And um, we really felt God was telling us to, to move from Indiana to Michigan. So we had just bought this house for four, for four months. We'd had it, and everybody said, you're gonna lose on this house. You're gonna lose money, and this doesn't make sense. And so. It's like, well, Lord, you got to provide a way. So we actually had a real estate agent in our church, and he said, if you can find a buyer, I'll help you with the paperwork. So we, uh, I got a, went to the hardware store and bought a for sale by owner sign and uh, stuck our phone number there, stuck it in the yard, and uh, we got a phone call about three or four days later, and a man came to look at it. Beth was gone, and, and I showed him the house, and he goes, we're very interested, and actually made an offer on the house for what we were asking for it. And so his wife hadn't even seen it, which is, uh, that's pretty amazing. His wife hadn't seen it. So she came to look and it was the color she liked and everything. So, so from sticking a sign in the yard in five days, we had the house sold and we knew that God was in the move and that we needed to respond. So the church we found in Michigan um, had what they called Bible Training Institute classes. And if you were in any position of leadership, you had to take three of these classes to step into leadership. We were both called into leadership and so ended up taking these classes. And it was a time of great spiritual growth for us um, as a couple and as individuals. And God also allowed us to use our abilities. I had been involved in drama in high school had stepped out during my college years and not been involved in it since that time. And at this church, I was called back in to be able to do drama on a very big scale. We would play to 4,000 people a night and um, really loved that God was able to use that and to bring something that I had loved and was a desire in my heart. He brought that back. And it was just so neat to see how he was able to do that in each one of our lives as we were working on our marriage and growing us together as a family. And I think we really learned during that time to trust him in, in everything. And we just saw God move with us. And um, so those were, those were two years we spent there that were very foundational that we see you know, as a step of faith and that God you know, realized that we didn't have to be right at home in our family. We have a family of church members and family of God. And so that was a, a really instrumental time where we saw God working with us. And it was really interesting because when Jeff did receive the promotion to go to the East Coast, there wasn't the fear, there wasn't the anxiety there because we had seen God work. He had taken us from a church that grew us and nourished us in Indianapolis to a church in Michigan that grew us and nourished us. And he took us, we knew, we believed that he would take us to a church out on the East Coast, even though everyone said, oh my goodness, the East Coast is godless. There'll be no churches there. And we found a church family there as well um, that grew us even more again and just verified that when you do step out with God, when you take the journey with God, 
He will be with you every step of the way. And um, it's not easy, but if you just take that step, that first step and trust Him, your faith grows, it builds your faith, and you can learn to take that next step that He calls you to. Amen. And that really is how it goes. We've seen firsthand how God shows up in the Nagel home, gives them direction, and takes that as an opportunity to grow their faith and to help give them boldness as he continues to lead them in their lives. And we saw in Scripture, as we look at the, the book of Matthew, that God shows up in the life of Joseph. He shows up and changes his life forever. And, and because of that, changes our lives, that Mary and Joseph had the opportunity to raise the Son of God in their home. Jesus, who came and lived a perfect life, who died on the cross for our sins and was resurrected from the dead so that we can have a relationship with God. But what's important is, is that as God speaks, as he gives direction, then we've got to be willing to follow. You know, I don't know what circumstances you came in here with this morning, where it is that you need God to show up in your life. Maybe it's in an area of provision and work. Maybe it's in relationships. You've got strained relationships, and maybe you need God to intervene there to, to cause change. Whatever the case may be, I, what I do know is this, is that God does desire to show up in your life and change things. But for that to happen... The first thing you've got to do is recognize your greatest need is to have a relationship with God himself. For God to speak into your life, you first have to say, God, I want to follow you. That, God, I want you to speak into my life. God, I want you to give me direction. You've got to start there. St. Augustine has this great quote. I love it. He says that our hearts are restless until we find our rest in God. And there's so, so much truth to that. And so maybe that's you today. Maybe you'd say, you know what, I've been lacking peace in my life, and, and God puts that there for a reason, because he's chasing you. He wants relationship with you. So the question is, well, how do I attain that? How do I get to a place where I can have a relationship with God? And it's very simple. We see this in Scripture. The first thing is to understand that no one in this room is perfect. All the wives said of their husbands, amen. You can say it, wives. It's okay. But we know that. We know no one in this room is perfect. We've all made mistakes. We all fall short. And yet we know that God is perfect. And he can have no imperfection about him. So the way that God bridges that gap is by sending Jesus. That's what we celebrate here in the Christmas season. That because God sent Jesus, we can have that eternal life. We can have that relationship with God. That Jesus' death on the cross makes a way for us to have that relationship with him. That although we are imperfect, Jesus was perfect. And he bridges the gap between us and God. We know in scripture it says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you shall be saved. That you shall have a relationship with God and have opportunity to live with him forever. So I'm going to invite you to stand this morning. We're going to close in song. And as you stand, uh, I'm going to ask that you bow your heads just for a moment because I want to ask you a couple of questions. And the first is this, if that is you this morning, if you came into this place without a relationship with God, in a place where you need God to show up in your life, to, to speak, to give you direction, you can choose that today. You can choose God today, and, and we're happy to lead you in that. So you would say, that's me today, but I don't want to walk out of this place in that capacity. I, I want to leave from here with a relationship with God. I'm simply going to invite you to raise your hand so that I can pray with you before you go so that we can all pray together and celebrate you making a decision to say, God, I want you in my life. I need you in my life. If that's you today, simply raise your hand and we'll pray with you before we close in song. Anybody here today that would say, that's me. I want to follow God today. I want to devote my life to him. 
In the back here, yes. Anybody else? In the back in the middle here. Anybody else that would say, that's me, I want to follow God. In the back over here to the left, anybody else that would say, I want to follow you today, God. I want my relationship to be in a relationship with you. I want you to speak into my life. Anybody else before we go today, before we close in song? If we could all pray this together, just repeat after me as we we start this conversation with God. For some of you, for the first time, just say, dear God, I want to follow you. I want to surrender my life to you. God, I desire for you to speak into my life. I'm facing circumstances where I need you to change them. So first of all, I acknowledge I'm not perfect. I've fallen short. And so God, I'm asking that as I will confess, Lord, that Jesus, you are Lord. And God, I believe that you raised him from the dead. And so, Lord, I'm asking that you change my life today. And I thank you that I can have eternity with you. Well, I'm going to ask as we close in song this morning, if if you prayed that prayer for the first time, that you said, I want to follow Jesus, I'd love to give you your first Christmas gift. It's a gift of his word. I want God to speak into your life, and God's word is a powerful way for that to happen. So Pastor Jennifer's up here to the right over on the stairs, and she has Bibles to give you and information on how you get connected to the church. For God to speak into your life, that happens in prayer. That happens as you engage with people in the church, and it happens through his word. So we want to help God to speak into your life. So if that was you today, we don't want to call you out or embarrass you in any way. We simply want to celebrate with you that you've chosen to follow God with all of your heart today. So church, could we just celebrate this morning? And if that's you, if you want to come forward, we want to get you connected with Pastor Jennifer this morning. So as we sing, if that was you today, please come forward and we'll have you meet with Pastor Jennifer and she'll get you a Bible before you go. So let's sing.
encourage you to come back next week as we continue in the Gospel of Luke. We get to look how God shows up in the lives of Zechariah and Elizabeth and changes their lives forever, because that's what God does. And as you leave from this place, may the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. May he show you his mercy and fill you with his peace. Amen. Go with God this morning.